Hi guys, welcome back to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. I'm here with Sarah Huron. Hello, hello. Travis Cronin. Hello. Gwen Flamberg. Oh, hello. And I'm your host, Brady Redmer, once again here to talk about all the hottest news of the week. We've got pregnancy announcements, beauty line announcements, suppressed couplings, denials of couplings, couplings revealed, stunt castings that turned out to be fake, multiple abuse, revelations, the Oscars, cancer reveals, The Bachelor, and so much more. Before we dive into that, we have to get into setting intentions for celebrities that we could do every week. By the way, do not forget to listen on Spotify. We are newly on Spotify. Hello. To get the newest episodes. But let's set those intentions, Sarah, here on Kick It Off. What do you want to start celebrity doing, stop doing? What's the word, little bird? Okay, so I know we're going to talk about Jessica Simpson later because it's all I can talk and think about for the last week. Mm -hmm. But before we get into everything she said in her iconic instant classic book, open book. I just need to say that I want um, John Mayer, Johnny Knoxville, Tony Romo, Nick Lachey, any man that was referenced in this, that book to give me some sort of reaction. Oh, I just need like, I mean, Jessica is right. And I don't care what they say. Like, I'm going to believe her word, but I would just like a little bit drama to further the narrative because mm, I, I, I can't stop. We got some from Nick Lachey, though. All mm-hmm. he said was, I wish her the best. And then he denied sending her a gift because Hoda Codby like stirred the pot and said that <laughs> Vanessa and Nick sent Jessica some sort of gift at some point in her life. Well, he did tell Us Weekly exclusively when he was celebrating with his boys during Super Bowl weekend, he told us that he had not read a single word of the book. Neither he nor Vanessa had, and that Jessica had not reached out before the book came Right, out. but I need him to read it and tell me what he thinks. I hear you, girl. <laughs> Travis, mm-hmm. who's your intention for? Mine is for Janelle from Teen Mom, oh, formerly no. of Teen Mom. Oh. Teen Mom too. Back. Oh, no. Formerly of Teen Mom oh, too, and now just burns. Janelle. I just want to set an intention that she finds a boring, bland, lovely boyfriend. Who doesn't have a gun. Who doesn't. He can have a gun at home just for hunting purposes. He loves but animals. I don't want him to shoot any puppies. Right. Just, I want her to get a boring accountant, some guy in advertising. You know, I, that's what I want for Janelle. Are you saying you saw that most recent relationship fall apart, her and Herb going back and forth? And too. he was like, yeah, it was really disgusting. I watched it too closely. Gwen, who's your intention for? My intention is for Kim Kardashian West Mm -hmm. to not hoard. Uh, oh no, she has nothing in her house. Well, here's the thing. The house is nothing. There's nothing there. No Kim and Kanye were covered by Architectural Digest. Their beautiful home. What is it? Sixty-three million dollars. Yeah, after renovations. Right, and you know there was a video, and basically in it, Kim says that Kanye said that she's a hoarder in her closet. Which, you know what, girl? I, I, I applaud you because there's nothing in your house. Nothing. I'd be afraid to, like, put anything down and leave it anywhere in that house, which, by the way, is no way to live. No. You guys have all seen kids. my office, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes, we have. Even Can their confirm. playroom is a sculpture. I yeah. Was like, so, you know, like, put your stuff, put your stuff in your closet, but don't hoard. Just kind of, like, you do you and make sure that your stuff is organized and gorgeous. And listen, if it's getting a little too crowded, especially with skims, feel free to send them here <laughs> to me because- there was a restock today of Skims, and I'm still I'm back on the wait list again for the sculpting panty that I really want. That's, you're skimless, yeah. and that's messed up. It is messed up. My intention is for Joe Judice. Oh, oh GDG, I'm for not going to say I want him to go away again to prison, but I do want him to go away again because mm. he, we had an exclusive sneak peek today on our website of the new episode out tonight on Wednesday, and he said to Teresa, she was recounting to her brother, he said, I just want you to know, I feel nothing for you. Well, Joe, why do we have to see you all up on Instagram, commenting on all of Teresa's posts, wishing your daughter Melania a happy birthday, misspelling her name? And 
Including a photo of Gia, uh, and, not Melania. I'm like, what is it? Joe? Like, get it together. Get off social media. Go get Hooked a job. On phonics, boy. Like, he can't spell anything. Exactly. Figure Hooked out your whole phonics. deportation problem. Just go away. Yeah, I that, agree. That's my I second thought. Let's move on to some happier news, though, shall we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do we have any? Kaylin Lowry. Oh, yes. <laughs> She's <laughs> pregnant. A close personal friend. She is uh, <laughs> with her on off. On and off again. Ooh, I mean, is she even 30? Nope. No. Nope. With her on and She's 27. 27. Mm-hmm. On and off again, boyfriend, Chris Lopez. It's her second child together. Um, Which is, you know, a first for Kale. Yes, a, a repeat. A, yes, a repeat because she has father. a baby with her ex, Joe Rivera, and her ex-husband, Javi, American. Mm-hmm. Um, she's 16 weeks pregnant, and she's been puking, nauseous, <laughs> all that morning sickness, and she has no energy. Uh, they have a very, like, fractured relationship. Travis, mm-hmm. who is your favorite teen mom? Is it Janelle? No, oh. it's not. It's sort of my favorite is to watch Janelle, but I mean, just Farah, just for the gaze. Cheers, cheers, baby girl. You know, mine too. Cheers, baby girl. Mine too. That's my Farah. God bless her for it. Uh, who's your favorite two moms? My actual favorite yes. is Macy Bookout, but oh, again, course. to watch would be probably Janelle. Mm. Gwen, do you have a favorite teen mom? I don't really. Like, I will admit that, you know, you watch Teen Mom and you just get so emotionally sucked in. Yeah. But I've replaced that via 90 Day Fiance. Uh, Say yes mm-hmm. to the dress, England. Yeah. Oh, oh there's an that? England one? No, it's I haven't. No. It's new. The, the Randy is this lovely, very tall Asian man named Gok. Ooh. And oh God, the so brides exciting. are really something in England. It's, it's a whole new spin. It's a whole wow. new spin. It's amazing. And, you know, also, I'm I'm all up in the world of the Navarro cheer kids. Oh, like I, I just started, please don't ruin anything for me. Oh. Yeah, but so, like, I just can't even, the I, teen mom people, yeah. I have and, to, like, no, let go. They're not in beauty land. They're not in beauty land. I just have to let go because, <laughs> um, honestly, it's like I, I was finding myself judging them for their life choices. Like, you know. And um, Kale's hair care. CBD oh. line. Oh yeah, pothead hair care. I wrote yeah, a paper hello. on um, Teen Mom in high school <laughs> and gave an impassioned speech. This just was this not for a class. Is that, way, for is that how you felt out of high school? Because no, actually, teen mom paper. I got an A. <laughs> yeah. Shocker. Um, you know who's pregnancy? I'm excited about Jenna Dewan. Me too. Oh, she looks so good. Did you see that photo shoot, Gwen, oh, on Instagram? So the black and white photo, sexy, Killer. sexy time with mm-hmm. like. She looks really hot over back her. then. Yes, and then she mm-hmm. like dropped it and very tasteful. And she she said, I've never stayed still in a single photo shoot. She's doing all these like dance moves. Why would pregnancy stop me? I'm excited for that baby. Any day now, I yeah, feel like. I like that baby already. I and I'm excited. What's the baby's name going to be? Like, it's going to be something weird. Well, no, okay, hold on. We don't know that Everly was her choice. It could have been Channing. It could have been I'm mutual. not even calling Everly weird. I'm saying Everly. after I read Gracefully You by oh, Jenna Dewan, um, she really <laughs> loves um, like prayer gardens and fairies like this uh, baby is gonna have like a very like la name yeah like magical like majestic or whatever name Cosmos has. speaking of beautiful things selena gomez announced her rare beauty line which if you've been listening to the album you're probably oh. excited yeah so gwen are you I'm excited just, about this i'm super excited about the line so she did announce today that rare beauty which was named for her, you know, album. after the, the yeah. album and also she's already got the tattoo for yeah, it. So, you does. know, that's, that's good. Um, Selena Gomez actually has like a surprising amount of tattoos. Discreetly placed. They're really awesome. But if you go on usmagazine.com <laughs> slash stylish, we did like a roadmap of every single one and what they mean. Okay. Like so she's that. got a lot of tattoos, including the rare one. But this beauty line is going to debut this summer and it's going to be at Sephora and at the Sephora outposts that are in J.C. Penney's. Are you not always so, a little gun shy when, when celebrities announce beauty lines now because it feels like the market's so saturated and it could be like crappy? Well, or? the market yeah. is just ridiculously, ridiculously saturated. And 
you know, listen, I know too much. So I know that pretty much every makeup line is kind of the same as every other makeup mm-hmm. line. They there all come from the same factory. Pretty mm-hmm. much. I mean, there are very, very few like true innovators out there um, like Pat McGrath. And, you know, there uh-huh. are some innovators, but in terms of formula. But, you know, what I think is going to be amazing about Selena is that she has worked with the best in the business since she's really young. Mm-hmm. Her makeup artist, Hung Van Gogh, is, is really one of our favorites. And he just does the most incredible, glowy, glowing from within, beautiful Cat makeup. Eyes. And I, I can only hope that, you know, he has sort of advised her along mm. the way with what she's creating. What's yeah. also interesting about so Selena exciting. Gomez is she's very like about the inner beauty and doesn't really like put an emphasis on like makeup and all that. So I think it should be interesting. Yeah. It's going to be like a no makeup makeup Hopefully situation. it'll be, it, you know, it's called rare beauty. So I, I, my prediction is that it's going to be about celebrating the beauty in you and that there will be, um, you know, like no rules to what you can and can't wear. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see what she does. I do feel like the market is very saturated, but, you know, bring it, sister. Got a lot of maroon and purple lips. Well, I think the only smooth and sensible transition would be to talk about Justin Bieber and his oh. new YouTube <laughs> docu-series. Oh, my God. Did, did, you, did you watch Justin Bieber um, season? Yes. You watched the most too. recent. You yes. watched the most recent episode about no, the drugs? No, it's only premium I now. I got a free trial of YouTube premium <laughs> to watch. <laughs> I'm saving mine Scammer for something Sarah. else. Um, I'm so no. dedicated to my job. Well, he said in this episode, he was talking about smoking weed. He was uh, 13, 12 or 13. Then he said, there was a time when I was sipping lean. I was popping pills. I was doing Molly shrooms, everything. It was Which, just an escape for me. Let me just tell Stars everyone just like at home who oh, doesn't know what, what sipping these lean are. was. Everyone knows what sipping lean is. I didn't. Sarah, you don't know. What? what? I didn't. I don't um, drink soda and cough medicine. You really need to diversify Sarah, your you music catalog. Yeah. Um, And he said that he had to stop because the security was coming into the room at night to check his pulse. Mm -hmm. People don't know how serious it got. It was crazy scary. He was waking up in the morning. The first thing he did was popping pills and smoking a blunt starting my day. Yeah, he said he was addicted to Xanax at that time. And Xanax and lean, as we've seen from Lil Wayne, seizures, heart failure, no bueno kids. Very relaxing, but very dangerous. (laughs) Very relaxing. Yeah, this documentary is kind of lame. Like, it's kind of cute to see Haley, like, in the studio watching Friends while he, you know, records his music. literally all she does is Literally all she does all day. very sad. And but um, honestly, that Rolling Stone or whatever it was interview he did like a year ago where he talked about getting off Xanax by spending all the time at his pastor's house was much more interesting. Yeah, I still want to know what the pastor did to somehow, you know, heal Justin without having to. He didn't have to go rehab. Really, so secret. But exactly, I'm I'm super into. Well, you know, we had we knew that some rough stuff was going on with Justin, but I like that we didn't know it was this rough. It's kind of interesting once he's out of the woods and on the other side of it. Apparently, a little. This documentary would be better if it was like a documentary and not like random eleven-minute YouTube episodes. I don't like that either. They're boring. Travis, can you treat us with what happened on this day in pop culture history? I sure can. Thank you. First of all, in 2004 today, (gasps) Facebook.com launched. Oh, that is wild. Isn't that? It's only 2004, and it just stemmed all the other social media that we're also addicted to. And you couldn't get it unless you had like an .edu email. Is that true? Yeah. For how long? For how long? A while. Two years? Three years? I don't think, I believe, I kind of remember when I first, and I was probably not as early an adapter as you guys, because you're. Sarah's I had younger. the first day. I was but in fifth grade when Facebook came out. I was fighting out. it a lot That's in the beginning. Scary. Yeah, I was freshman but I think I was, I think I was, I think it was like 2000, 
2008 mm-hmm. when I went on Facebook mm-hmm. for the first time, maybe 2007. Yeah. That was, I think, when it was more. I was in middle school when I my first Facebook, and it was a journey. Yeah, it was Harvard only 2003, and the 2004 is when Facebook.com, N-E-D-U. Uh-huh. Wait, so what else do you have for us on Oh, this my day? God. It's not so, just some tech update. It sure is not a tech update. So in 2001, today, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman announced their separation. That's oh, wild. Oh, that was a great one. And I just have to give some background on this because I forgot a lot about this. So he became obsessed with her after seeing her in an Aussie thriller called Dead Calm. Oh as my. we all did. And then he, as we all did, I just still haven't seen that, but I want to now. And he convinced producers on his movie at the time to have her play a neurosurgeon who falls for him, a race car driver in Days, Days of, of Thunder. Thunder. And then, but at the time he was married to Mimi Rogers, That's who was right. an actress who introduced him to Scientology. Ooh. And then right after the film's release, he went with Scientology lawyers to serve her with divorce papers. <gasps> oh, and her dad was a super high up person at Scientology, but had left the church, but sort of they said it was okay because he was still practicing. I want to know what Mimi thinks now. This is, I want to know where she is now. Yeah. This is she's with Shelly Miscavige somewhere. That's the thing. Yeah. Where's no. Shelly? And Shelly was like really involved in their relationship too before she was put in before whatever camp she's in. Disappeared. And but the she's on that sea or out at sea, like cleaning or in bathrooms. The woods. There's so many theories. I don't know if she's still breathing. No, I think she's in the New Orleans camp, like filing papers. The um and the another question on this is Nicole Kidman's dad is like a super super high up psychiatrist in Australia. He's like mm. one of the most famous ones. So obviously he didn't, Scientology mm. is like very anti-therapy. Interesting. And then, you know, hear. but Nicole actually got Tom to leave the Church of Scientology. She did? Are yes. you sure? Yes, he left for a long time. When? It was because of Nicole. He did? In 2003, he left. Then and they then they back? only brought him back for that like billion eyes, like medal ceremony. What? Yeah, they brought him back. And that there's many reports, like super confirmed in Going Clear Scientology, that David Miscavige. 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 Do not correct our linguist, Sarah Heron. Thank you. What did I say is right. The, um, but he started, all of his staff was still Scientologies, including Tom's assistant. So he oh. would get daily reports of things Tom Cruise was doing every day. And then he broke them up and then called him back. So maybe he that. wasn't officially out. He was just sort of like a little bit taking a, a kind of a breather. Right. Did you see Eyes Wide Shut, by the way? Yes. Oh. Oh my god! Did we all see Eyes Wide Shut? Oh my god! Sarah was too young. It was like such a tease. I was like, "Why is this not more explicit?" But it was very hot in its own sort of soft core. Yeah, but I wanted more sex. Of course, I did. And then he dated Penelope Cruz right after that. Oh my god, that was shocking. Katie's still recovering. Mm -hmm. Yeah, jumping on the couch. Vanilla Sky. Moving on to other unexpected couplings. Megan the Stallion and G Easy. Oh, Megan the Stallion. Love her so, we're having a hot girl so winter up well, in here. Yeah, so he showed on Instagram that they were lying on the couch and he was apparently kissing and licking her cheek. Licking. At a house party. The, he deleted the story, but he had also, and Twitter was going wild, he had also posted some like emojis under these really Blue hot hearts. pictures of her and she, he put a picture of hers on his IG account. Megan had to take to Twitter and say, Lol, all right now, y'all got y'all jokes out, but I'm not g easy. And then someone said, so why was he sucking the makeup off your right cheek this like is my that favorite hottie? Response. And she said, he liked Fenty. <laughs> he liked Fenty. <laughs> well, I was, I'm actually relieved that they're not together because girls, she can do better. Yeah. He just like seems like a skis. But you know what? Why do I always confuse him with Machine Gun Kelly? Because you're racist, bro. <laughs> yeah. And all white rappers with tattoos yeah, are not the same like person. The same to me. I feel like yeah. someone's grandma being like, is that Machine Gun Kelly Jeezy? But uh, actually, I but was, they hate each other. Too. I was thinking, I was thinking about Jeezy before that because did you guys see the Halsey situation that happened yes. this weekend at the Super Bowl? It was yeah. wild. wild. This is insane. You are 
deranged if you're going to a concert or anything and shouting at a celebrity, chanting at them the name of their ex. Because that's what happened to Halsey. Someone was in the crowd at her concert and they were chanting G-Eazy's name. Mm-hmm. And so she stopped and she was like, if you say G-Eazy one more time, I'm going to kick your, your ass out of the club. She's like, test me. Who wants to get out of the crowd? Who was it? It's you. She said, who said Jeezy? She finds a person and then she leads the crowd in a chant of that guy. And I was like, oh my God. Halsey so, does not play. No, she I does not play. I love that song where she's like, I never, I'm so happy I never had a baby with you. Well, I mean, she's the things about Jeezy, I assume. Ooh, ooh. It's the same. Um, I'm happy I never had a baby with my <laughs> So then she got an Instagram story and she's like, don't let anyone ever make you feel crazy or unhinged because you're a woman standing up for yourself. Then some other asshole, uh, presumably, posts his name, g Easy's name, on one of her Instagram pictures. And she wrote back to them under the comments, she wrote, I see all in the comments and I know you think you're funny because you're at home on your iPhone and not a real human being to you. I'm not a hum- real human being to you. I hope to God you never have to experience an abusive relationship. And if you do, I hope the world is kinder to you than you are to me. Ooh. Oh, she, I love her. I love her. Mm-hmm. She's so real. But like, yep. hello, maybe this will put an end to people being so obnoxious and chanting his name at her. That. That's, or, so gross. that's so gross. You know, it was like a young white guy too. <sighs> of course. We thought it was like... <laughs> Oh, shit. He's yeah. probably one of those like guys who've never had sex. Why was he at a Halsey concert? People. A metanist? Yeah, you know, not <laughs> oh. know, that's crazy. Um, a great Us Weekly exclusive. Ooh. Oh, which one? Congrats to the team. Oh, yeah. We identified Lady Gaga's new man. Yeah. And this was he? the guy that everyone was like, who is she kissing at New Year's? She gave right. him that passionate kiss at New Year's. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the little monsters went wild. She loves a Super, Be- Super Bowl um, relationship reveal. She does. This Sports makes first everyone one. hot. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> so she was with, what's his name? The, uh, the last Dan. guy. Dan Horton? Yeah, Horton. No, the one before. They were at a restaurant. No, oh, yeah. Christian uh, Carino. Carino. Oh, you're yeah. right. They confirmed their relationship. Former Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I am right. Thank you, you Travis. Right. She confirmed their relationship when she was performing at the Super Bowl. Well, we identified the man as Michael Plansky. We saw them kissing on a hotel balcony in Miami. He was also hanging out with her mom. Um, and then she posted an Instagram picture Immediately. of him. Immediately. Which, which was, was like very, which is well, so. Well, it's official. Yeah, She's it making official. it. That is her way of making it official. And I have a little tidbit about too. that Give it to us. picture. If you guys saw it and saw the earrings that she was wearing were very cool. They have a G They were initialed. One was an L and one was a G for Lady Gaga. And they happened to be uh, Catherine Kane jewelry earrings, who is my dear friend, an amazing designer. So we're like, this little G ring, they're called chain letters, but she made like these giant chain letter. Can um, she send me some? Yeah, earrings. (laughs) He's also so cute. And she, Lady Gaga, got those earrings herself, and she just happened to have been wearing the L and the G. Like, we were freaking out. Oh, my God. She's wearing those earrings. So, you guys, go to kcanejewelry.com to check out those earrings if you want your own initial or someone you love. Mesh mesh cover-up not included. I'm glad she's moved on (laughs) with this guy, and she's not back with Christian Carino. Because, as we had reported in December, they were talking again, but they are still friends. But you never know. She could... Sort of a this guy's evolved. charitable. He's smart. He's yeah, cute. He got, some, he got his own Tense. checks. I like that. Mm-hmm. You know what it's time for? What? Your fave. Oh my it's God. I love birthday boxing. Celebrity <laughs> birthday <laughs> boxing mania. Um, you know, we are going to get into the imaginary ring with our favorite celebrities who are celebrating their birthdays this week. Put the gloves on them. What were you going to say? Is Melania Judice included? No. That's right. Because she turned 14. Sarah, yeah, but she's too young. She's, she's too young. She's on Spotify. You know, maybe she can referee this fight with Ashton Kutcher, who turns oh. 42 oh. on February 7th. Mm-hmm. But Gwen, the first duo in the ring mm-hmm. 
Tom Brokaw turns 80 on February okay. 6th. All right. Ooh, who? Versus Blythe Danner, who turns 77 uh, on February 3rd. Well, listen, I love the Tom Brokaw. The mother of Gwyneth Paltrow. I, lo- I love geriatrics in general. Yeah. Yes. But anybody who could have given birth to somebody who created a candle that smelled like their vagina mm-hmm. and celebrated the launch of their new Netflix show, Goop Lab, with yeah. a giant flower wall that looked like a labia. Mm-hmm. Well, that person is taking down everyone. So yeah, Blythe Downer is, wins. And you she know does. that was her labia that she's the picture. And of. I love it. She's the real deal. <laughs> Travis, mm-hmm. Kathy and Jimmy turns 63 mm-hmm. on February 6th. Versus Shakira, who turned 43 <laughs> on February 2nd, the day she performed Shakira, $30,000 boots, kick it right in the face. So 20000 they were $20,000. 20, go to usmagazine.com <laughs> slash stylish. Get all the details. Hey, Sarah Heron. What? Ina Garten, the barefoot contessa, turned 72 on February 2nd. Versus Christy Brinkley, who turned 66 on February 2nd, who has more or less Ina Garten, because oh. she couldn't even, Christy Brinkley couldn't even handle Dancing with the Stars. She recovered from the arm. Okay, Gwen, mm-hmm. it's... Wow, this is so unfair. Blythe Danner, who's now 77, versus Shakira, who turned 43 on Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, it is really tough, but here's the thing about Shakira. Number one, she is, is she 42 or 43? 43 now. She's turning 43, but she She looks- She turned 33 33 on the Super Bowl day. She looks 23. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Here's the other thing. Her hips don't lie. She was wearing her hips do not lie. Never. But also, she was wearing $20,000 boots. Yep. In an outfit that looked exactly like her character Gazelle from Zootopia. So sorry, Labia, she wins. And she works out. She works out with Anna Kaiser. We have all the details on their workouts. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. It's inspirational. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Travis, it's the Barefoot Contessa who turned seventy-two on February second versus Shakira, who's now (laughs) forty-three. God, this is hard. I'm gonna give it to Shakira. Oh, as you should. You know what? She has won this round of celebrity birthday boxing. (laughs) Her life is made. She also won the Super Bowl because you know. It happened this weekend because what were, what were your thoughts watching that Super Bowl halftime show? Why did she do She Wolf? No one yeah, likes that song. I, I love that song. What? I hate that Travis, song. What is wrong with you? Da, da, Why did Jayla do On the Floor? No one likes that song. It gets everyone going. Ugh. Yeah, I agree. She Wolf in the outfits, I was screaming. I was Ugh. like, this is my gay fantasy. <laughs> I just don't like She Wolf. Oh. I like La Tortura. You don't even like done. the video for She Wolf? I do really like did the video. Did you like the bondage moment where she took out the rope and was like yes. riding around with that? Yes. I Sarah, did. what was your favorite part of the halftime show? Um, it was all great, but probably JLo's daughter. I thought that was really cute. Okay. Gwen, did you have a favorite moment of the halftime show? I mean, the whole thing. I, I think that, I mean, I loved, like, listen, the, the costumes were just amazing. I can never get enough of seeing JLo, like, stripped down into, like, more fabulous body stockings. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think my absolutely favorite part was when Emmy made her surprise appearance. I Mm. thought that was really cool. Yeah. I love J-Lo up on the pole looking like Jesus with her arms. Oh, I love that too. Amazing. Without waiting for tonight. And by the way, you know, it wasn't a stripper pole. It was the spire of the Empire State Building. People are it was meant to symbolize like anything, women on top of the world. Anything yes. can be a strip of I also totally. I really enjoyed that video of A Rod really going insane in the crowd. I thought that was a gift for all of us. <laughs> well, you know what, Sarah? We had a great Us Weekly exclusive this weekend. Oh, tell me. We broke the news per our source that J Lo and A Rod are due to tie the knot this summer. Can't wait. Mm. Can't wait. Fourth What's, time's the charm. What is that wedding going to look like? It's going to be big. It's I hope gonna she be, has that same wig. It's going to be huge. I hope she gets like <laughs> dropped in on a, on like some, you know, like zooms in with some wings. I hope something. they do it in Puerto Rico. Yeah, I hope they do. Oh, I hope they do too. Maybe mm-hmm. they would because they're always like bringing such a great highlight to them. Mm-hmm. Lovely island. Okay, guys, moving on. Adana, what is she doing? She needs to get off Instagram forever. She what does. What is she doing? So she gets on Instagram. 
And she says to Harry and Meghan Markle, mm-hmm. she gives them an offer to sublet her New York City apartment. Listen, I'm not mad at it because bring them to New York City. Yeah. Yeah. But here, the way she did it was just townhouse. so wrong. Harry, she's not even addressing Meghan. It's Harry, don't run off to Canada. It's so boring there. Wait, first of all, don't you have to tour there again? Like, don't you have a ton of fans there? Why would you even? It's not boring. Then she said, I'll let them sublet my, now she's talking about them in third person. I'll let them sublet my apartment in Central Park West. It's two bedroom. It's got the best view of Manhattan, an incredible balcony. It's going to be a winner. That's going to be the deal breaker. No, Buckingham Palace has got nothing on CPW. It's got a better view. That's for sure. Mm. I also don't like, she posted it on Instagram today and she's like, finally, TV, like throwback to when I actually had time to post a selfie. And she does a lot of like, I work so hard, I have no time, I'm very put upon. And everyone in this world is busy. We all think we're busy. Yeah. Don't say you're busy. And a selfie takes four and a half seconds. Uh, well, not the way she treats it after because I don't know what filter she's putting on, but she's really wild um, to follow on. One of my favorite um, galleries that I've ever written for usmagazine.com mm-hmm. would be stars who have been accused of faking accents. And both uh, Meghan Markle and Madonna are in there. So that's that's all I have to say about this. Well, you know what's a relief? Last week we discussed our exclusive about Meghan Markle looking for a new team, looking for an, an agent or a manager. People were excited that she's going to be getting back to work. But then there was this report. Sorry, I shouldn't start it's laughing so already weird. before we get to it. There was this report saying that she's going to be joining her friend Jessica Mulroney on Jessica's new wedding reality show. I do redo. On Netflix. Which... Uh, thank goodness Jessica Mulroney's husband, Ben Mulroney, took to Instagram to shut this down. He said, um, this is inaccurate. Meghan Markle is not appearing, nor was she ever set to appear on my wife's show. This report said she was going to make sp- sporadic. Come on. She's not going to waste <laughs> it like that. Here's the thing. Right. I mean, well, I mean, that would just be like the ultimate hypocrisy. Like you're escaping <laughs> to Canada for privacy, but you're going on a reality show. So that's like, would have been ridiculous. But as I always say, Brody... Where there's smoke, there's yeah. salmon. Okay. And so there's something to it. I agree. Netflix, I think, is a likely candidate considering they everyone money. works with them. There she, is something to it. They talked about it. She expressed interest I agree. in it. So there's something to it. She's definitely doing something with Netflix. Otherwise, Netflix would not have made it very clear that they're not covering Meghan and Harry on the crown. They could have just, like, ignored it. Yeah. You know. And, like, they, they made the statement very, like, then this came out. Like, there's something brewing with... I'm sure there the is. Netflix. There has to be some mm-hmm. behind mm-hmm. Megan so, around the world of charity. So young, but so learned in the ways of media. Sarah oh, me? Sarah here. Oh, my God. Thanks. She, she's learning. She's learning. <laughs> Guys, we had another really hot Us Weekly exclusive today. Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom. What? After we reported yeah. that. Like after we reported they had this. to reschedule their wedding because of some scheduling issues. They are now, per our source, getting married in April. My God, yeah. I wish they would get married on a paddleboard. Oh, oh my God, me too. <laughs> that says it all. <laughs> in the nude. Um, but, you know, we actually recently talked to Miranda Kerr. Their whole situation, this is like it's even like younger. It's like modern family. Yes, it's, it's perfect like co-parenting. Conscious uncoupling. Everyone's friends. We talked to Miranda Kerr at the launch of her serum, her nighttime oh, serum. Yes, her Cora, Cora is great. Cora Organics is a beautiful line. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a great. really great line. Yes, it was one of the first clean skincare lines. She's mm-hmm. no Okay. Yeah, well, that turmeric exfoliator. Hello. So we asked, we were like, how have you managed to create such a great supportive relationship with Katy Perry to Miranda? And she said, I know. Well, we both really, I know I really respect her and I just really feel like we've all gotten along since day one. It's always been easy. We appreciate each other and she's my family. So yeah. Cute. And then, you know, we pushed a little further. We said, are you, are you helping? Are you helping? You're so good at planning events. Are you helping her oh, planning God. her wedding? Oh, come on. Ballsy. It's, it's a segue. And that's a great reporter. That is. And she said, oh no, she's got the under control she doesn't need my help 
Cute. Well, hopefully we will see Miranda. Uh, imagine we will at the wedding. I want to know, will you be a bridesmaid? I'm sure she will. I'm sure <laughs> she sure. will. And that will, like, jaws dropped. I don't think she's going to be a bridesmaid, <laughs> but I do think that she will be dressed beautifully as she helps her son go down the aisle as, like, a ring bearer oh, or something. Oh, okay. Mm, that'd be nice. Because yeah. the I Oscars... Oh my God, I can't wait. What are you most excited about, Gwen? My Super Bowl, the red carpet, obviously. Mm -hmm. okay. And yeah. everybody, tune in. Who do you as soon as the red carpet starts to usmagazine.com slash stylish yeah, to see every gown. <laughs> Did you guys see everything? Did you see something? I just got all the screeners. No, I, I haven't I seen 1917, which I, I think is going to win a lot. I know, but I haven't had time, Travi. It, it was one of the most Googled movies this year. Because like, they were like, what the hell is it? Oh, I, don't, I'm like, I, don't I mean, the interesting thing I will say is that all through award season, which has been very condensed this year, mm -hmm. it's very unusual mm -hmm. for yes. award season. They're trying to for kill us. everything to happen in, yeah. in five to six weeks. But- Really, for week. the first time in a long time that I can recall, and I've been following the red carpet like very, very closely and award season for a long time now, it's just a complete sweep. Mm -hmm. It's just been a complete sweep. Mm -hmm. Brad, yeah. Brad, Laura Dern, Laura Dern, mm -hmm. Renee. Renee. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think Best Picture Parasite. is either going to go to 1917 or to Parasite. Mm. Parasite, I really better. want to see Parasite, oh, Parasite to is so genius. You've got to so see it. You'll good. love it. It's really, really an interesting, amazing, yeah, amazingly well done film that is such a mind statement. F. It's such a mind F, but it's such a statement on where we are in society and culture right now. Yeah, that's cool. And also it has the symbolism of an old school film. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very like, like it has like school. the symbolism and metaphorical references that like I took Hitchcock classes in college and it's like mm -hmm. that, like, mm -hmm. it's just like really multi-layered. There's a lot of depth to this film. And I think that Bong Joon-ho, did I say that mm -hmm. right? You did should win something. I, I would like them. to see Joaquin um, win. He had a very poignant speech about white supremacy and dismantling systemic racism at the BAFTAs. And I think he's a smart guy. I remember when he pretended he was like crazy for that year. Yeah, for Joaquin. Promoting. Well, yeah. that was like, he was like slipping into a meta character for something right. or other. But uh, he was he's very transformed mm -hmm. in this movie. Very Shalabov moment for him. Uh, we need to move on to some very sad news. But one Shane, thing, yes, because the BAFTAs did just happen. So yes. let's like, yeah, come on, give it to us. Let's just Tell say us. one thing that I thought was really, really, really interesting and amazing yeah. about the BAFTAs red carpet is that the BAFTAs made a statement asking every celeb to be conscious with what they were wearing, that they should rewear an item or that they should choose an item that is made with eco-consciousness in mind, et cetera, et cetera. And cool. Kate Middleton, Duchess Kate, the Duchess of Cambridge, if you will. Mm -hmm. She hit the red carpet with Prince William. It was their fourth year in a row going to the BAFTAs. And she wore an Alexandra McQueen dress that she had worn mm -hmm. in the past. Oh. She rewore a gown by Alexandra McQueen. She just did like really amazing little tailoring to the sleeve to make it look a little bit different. What a legend. I yes, believe it was really their, is. their first red carpet post-Brexit. It was. That's exactly <laughs> right. And, and you know what? No. She looked post-Brexit and Brexit. Yeah. And she looked like the best she's ever looked. I mean, that Agreed. Duchess Kate, she is... It's all show. on her shoulders. Because <laughs> we have to talk about Shannon Doherty. Oh, yeah. This was some very shocking, very sad news. Very, very sad. She, she revealed that she has been diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. And oh. now this news comes three years after she went into remission. She was on Good Morning America. She said she's stage four. Her cancer came back. She doesn't think she's processed it. Um, and she is going through a battle with an insurance company about some damage that was incurred to her house during the big fires in California. She filed this lawsuit against State Farm Insurance, and she said that she is dying of terminal cancer. 
Um, her attorney said that she's unable to live her remaining years peacefully in her home because of this ongoing legal battle. This did, is did you hear what she said about Luke Perry? No, go ahead. Say it, please. She said it was so weird for me to be to be diagnosed and then somebody who was, you know, seemingly healthy to go first. It was really shocking. Mm -hmm. And the least I could do to honor him was to do that show. One of the reasons, along with Luke, that I did the 90210 reboot um, was because she was sick. And she said, people can look and see other people with stage four can work too. Our life doesn't end the minute we get that diagnosis. And I she also, thought it was so interesting she confided. In, in Brian, Brian Austin, Austin Green. Green, which was kind of a story. I watched all the six episodes of BH9 when a storyline was Shannon and Brian's like fake characters being close. So mm -hmm. that was, and they said like they were taking material from everything that was happening when they were reunited on in yeah. Canada to film the show. And that was clearly something that the writers picked up on and yeah. like, wrote into the show without knowing what was really going on. So it's so sad. Interesting. Sarah, do you want to take it away and talk to us about Jessica Simpson? Oh my because God. I know you've been dying to <laughs> that book. What do you want to hear about first? obsessed with that book. Everything. Um, Just uh, give us John the Mayer. Okay, John Mayer. She probably went in on John Mayer the most yeah. than anyone else in As this she book. she should have. They broke up on and off nine times throughout their like two year, year and a half long relationship. And one thing I just have to note that she wrote that John Mayer not only told her he was inspired by her song with you. He also told her that her proactive infomercials used to keep him company at night. So he was really laying it on thick when John Mayer first met Jessica Simpson, clearly just mesmerized by her looks and oh, quote unquote, studied her entire body and face. And they had this amazing sexual relationship and sexual chemistry. Napalm. But it made her like feel like an idiot and she didn't know how to talk to him. And that's when she kind of started turning to drinking a lot because she would get a text from him and like spend an hour trying to figure out how to respond. Yeah. She was asking for her advice. Yeah. She felt like an idiot. Um, he emailed like, her a lot too, yeah, which was really he, would, he emailed her like and would break up with her over email. And like one time she like asked for an explanation and he just sent her back an Aerosmith song. <laughs> so she spent like hours trying to figure out what this Aerosmith song meant. And she was supposed to be studying the lyrics to 9 to 5 by Dolly Parton because she had to go do this tribute to Dolly. I remember that tribute. And she was so like broken up about this relationship with John that when she got on stage, she started crying and couldn't sing nine to five. And Dolly came into her dressing room and was like, I don't remember the words all the time either, darling, like trying to like, be there for her. So, and the substance abuse stuff was so interesting because she revealed that she was sexually abused by a family friend from ages six to 12. And this girl who was abusing her was only one year older than her and was also being abused by an older male, which Jessica found out later. So she, they would have these sleepovers at this family friend's house and they would be in the same bed and Ashley would also be in the bed and Jessica would get in the middle because she didn't want what was happening to her to happen to her sister. Ugh. And it's so dark. And she said ever since then, she started taking Tylenol PM to sleep at night because when she wasn't with Ashley or with her family, when she started to go on the road, she had so much anxiety, she couldn't sleep. So she started with Tylenol PM. Then she would, you know, drink casually. She said her and Nick, you know, would party, but nothing crazy. Then the John Mayer and the divorce, like she started turning to drinking a lot. Um, when she met Eric, it got a little, like Tony Romo was also a little chapter in there. She blames John Mayer for breaking up her and Tony Romo mm -hmm. because she was emailing him. Yeah, no, he, well, John Mayer <laughs> weirdly kept in touch with her family when they were like on a break and boundaries, Jessica boundaries, but it wasn't her. It was, it was because Ashley was married to Pete Wentz at the time and yeah. Pete Wentz and John Mayer were really good friends. Ooh. And Tina and Joe Simpson, who that's a whole other story. All the things she says about them in the book. Um, also like loved. She literally said her mom said the whole family was in love with John Mayer. Like looking back, they were all like infatuated by him. So he just kept showing up and she was trying to move on with Tony Romo. And he saw one text or email that he sent her and broke up with her on the spot. And she was like, nothing happened, I swear. And it didn't matter. So she actually went back to John Mayer after that happened and was like, I guess I'm supposed to be with you because you're ruining all my relationships. And he like literally told her like, he was something about how she, like he was excited for like the material or something. And it clicked <sighs> to her in that moment that he was like using her for songs. Yeah. Weren't we all in love with John Mayer for a little bit until we no. realized he was a uh, yes. Only at the very, uh, very, in the very beginning. beginning. Your body yeah. is a wonderland. 
I had someone sitting yeah. that on my answering machine at the time, and I was like, "Oh my god, who am I in love with? John Mayer or this boyfriend?" And it was the answer <laughs> he was, was both. big in Connecticut when, like, yeah. before that came out, he yeah. was like the talk of my high school. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag really big cute. in Connecticut. Okay, and then <laughs> he realized he was a jerk. Yeah, yeah, and he did that big, um, obviously uh, disgusting, Howard racist, Stern. and problematic. Oh, interview wasn't that with the Rolling Stones? Playboy or Playboy? Playboy. 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 There Actual was a Napalm. few, yeah. And, yeah. and she, he did the Howard Stern one that was really yeah. messed up too. She said she never read it, but for the last the next two years of her life, that's all she would hear about in interviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she that was the moment when she he sent her an apology. She never answered, deleted his number, finally moved on, and she calls it a gift because not long after that all happened, she met Eric, and they got engaged after six months. It was an amazing relationship. He's sweet. Um, yeah, they have their kids. And then after she had the kids and married him in 2014 was actually when she started drinking again, because she said after this whirlwind of this amazing romance, she was like, had like time. And she started thinking about all the abuse and all the the unhealthy relationship with John and everything that she had kind of been hide, like Mm -hmm. pushing down. And she spent those next three years, she'd wake up at 7.30 in the morning and pour um, vodka and Perrier into a cup and would be bringing her daughter to school, not driving, but in the car and be drinking. Aww. Like at her daughter's like play. Poor thing. It was crazy. And well, then, then she found Weight Watchers and she looks amazing. Oh my God, yeah. the body stuff is so crazy. She was the down tummy to, tuck, the tummy she was down to 103 pounds when she did the Irresistible video because mm-hmm. her label told her she needed to look more like Britney Spears. I love that Irresistible video. Oh Remix my God. featuring Bow Wow. So good. And even the Nic- the Nick Lachey stuff, like it's just mm-hmm. so, like if anyone watched newlyweds like it's just it she's referenced specific scenes and then they're all on youtube so you can back and watch it there's just like the best part about the nicholas <laughs> stuff sorry i'll stop after this was she detailed him like going to her parents house and like begging her to take him back yeah after yeah. like she filed for divorce and she was like put her foot down and she was like love is not enough you need to like me and you don't even like me and then like the what's left of me came out and she talked about watching his making the video special with vanessa oh my god like they had sex after they broke up right? they did have well so after she watched the video special she reached out to him because she like felt guilty she felt responsible for his unhappiness yeah. and she was like shocked that he was portraying her as this like selfish horrible human and so he came over and she didn't know what to do so she had sex with him and well no but beforehand he played her his album right. of all like anti Jessica I don't hate songs. you anymore. And then she gets sex with And then she didn't know what to do. Like and then the last, <laughs> sorry, the actual last thing I will say because this part is so good. 2010, he's with Vanessa, she's with Eric. Jessica, Eric, her mom, and a few members of the Jessica Simpson um, collection team go to a Mexican restaurant in LA and Nick and Vanessa are there. And Tina says to Jessica, Jessica, don't freak out, but Nick and Vanessa are at this restaurant. She immediately starts drinking because this was like, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit post John Mayer, she's drinking. And she gets up and she's like, I'm going to go talk to him. Like, this is just too awkward. Like, I'm going to whatever. So she made a note a few times in the book that the restaurant was very dark. And she, you know, that becomes a big point because she, quote unquote, couldn't find Nick and Vanessa in this restaurant. So she came back to the table and she's like, Mom, I can't find them. And Tina told her, Jess, you were standing right next to their table. Oh, my God. So So Jessica started crying. She freaked out. Her and Eric (laughs) left. Tina went up to Nick and Vanessa and apologized and said she couldn't find you. And he said that's probably for the best. And Jess was like, I will always be grateful for Nick to being graceful in that moment. And in like after the you know, the first couple comments after the divorce went great, but later on, graceful ever since. And she, you know, said that God put blinders on her. And that's why she couldn't find Nick in the restaurant. I wish God could put some damn blinders on me sometimes. <laughs> but Greatest book of all time. You know what it's time to move on to? 25 things you don't know about me. Oh, okay. Okay. So uh, you two get to choose between Scott and Courtney back together. This is December 5th, 2016. And Brad and Angelina, October 31st, 2016, Brad's fears come true. Oh, back together, Scortney and Cotton. Scortney. 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 All right, you two, 25 things you don't know about me. Listeners, you can play along. 
Number one, my favorite food of all time is Mexican. Number two, I'm not a great cook, Jessica but I can make. <laughs> Number two, I'm not. That would be really great. I'm not a great cook, but I can make a delicious guacamole. Number three, I decided to be an actress when I was five years old after seeing actress Lola Falana on TV. Number four, Love even it. at home, I will never go barefoot. Number five, but I'm always up for a good foot massage. Number six, I've never liked amusement parks. Number seven. I have to skip this one. Number eight, I've done my own hair and makeup on every episode of Blank. Number nine, I believe you should always Eva look- Longoria. No. Number nine, I believe you should always look your best. I had makeup on while giving birth to my son. Number 10. As a Kourtney Kardashian. Gr- number 10, as a little girl, I had dreams of being a dancer at the Alvin Eiley American Dance Theater in New York City. Number 11, I love to be the first one dancing at a party. Thank you, season 10 of Dancing with the Stars. Number 12, I send food back at restaurants if it's not perfect. Oh, damn. I don't want to eat those. <laughs> Number 13, I'm not a pet person. I don't want anything in my house that can't help with the mortgage. Number 14, <laughs> I always wear red on my birthday. <laughs> February 23rd. Number 15, I follow my children on social media to see what they're up to. Number 16, my best friend is Sherry Shepard. Number 17, I'm not a trendy girl. Num- uh, I buy things that will always be in style. Number 18, I only play words with friends with my husband. Number 19, my favorite sh- seafood is shrimp. I'll take Sherry any Shepherd. preparation. I think that was a good clue. Yeah. Number 20, I gave my junior high school, junior high graduation speech, and I still remember it. This person was 46 at the time that we did this. Number 21, I'm probably the only person in the world who hasn't watched Game of Thrones. Number 22, I give love advice to friends and strangers. I wrote a self-help book called it's hard to fight naked. Number 23, I've always wanted to be in a music video. Number 24, people think I'm weird because I don't eat donuts. Number 25, blank was the most fun acting job I've ever had. Well, there's so many clues, but I literally have I no know, guess. I know. I'll idea. go back to number seven. I have close to 100 wigs. Changing my hair. Keeps Kim Zolciak? My, no, keeps <laughs> best friends with Sherry Shaka Khan. Keeps, keeps <laughs> changing my hair. Keeps my marriage to engineer blank spicy. Viola Davis. Nope. Well, unfortunately, you guys, this is a good one. I had to blank out. I'm just going to tell you it is. I had to blank out Scream Queens and Reno 911 because it is Niecy Nash. Oh, my God. I love I her know, so much. I know. Me too. too. I'm sorry, Trevor. I even watch Claws. I know. Oh, I wanted to see that. <laughs> Claws it, it, is it really got, good. It's still on. I got like a no, number of seasons. It did get too many seasons. Sarah, tell us about The Bachelor. What went on this week? Besides um, drug and drinking allegations and, of course, a very healthy dose of racism. Yeah. Tell ba- me how long it was this season. Oh, my God. Well, it was three hours on Monday and it's going to be on two hours tonight. That's wild. ABC Jeez. runs my life. Or um, ruins. There's one eye that separates runs from ruins. Yes. Kelsey was accused of um, by Tammy of doing mm-hmm. drugs and being an alcoholic. And a mental breakdown. Yes. And being emotionally unstable were the words. And um, I believe the only evidence she had was seeing her, you know, drink in the mansion, which what else is there to do? And taking birth control and maybe some Adderall. So I feel like that was a little aggressive. It was very real housewives, you know, to just like call someone an alcoholic mm-hmm. or like have a, be a drug addict. Um, Classic Both Tammy. of them, of course, got the rose. So this is going to continue. <laughs> of course. Naturally. Tammy is going down next week. These girls are turning on her so quick and as they should. I wonder why she got the final rose. I know. I know. And of course, you know, classic Victoria F back in the news. She's the racist. She's the racist. She, She's, sure is. she mm-hmm. also is the one who I went off about last week because she has about 17 personalities. The one who dated Chase Rice. Okay. The one who was shy one minute and then making out with Peter in front of a million people the next on a um, runway. And this week she um, won. Cosmopolitan was a guest spot on the show when they did a photo shoot at a waterfall. And even though a 
Hannah Ann, you know, model to the stars, um, didn't win. And Victoria F won the cover, a digital cover of Cosmo with Peter from this date challenge. And Cosmo, when the episode aired, released a statement saying they were not going to publish this digital cover because photos of Victoria F wearing white lives matters, right? White lives matter. Um, shirts came out. Victoria is saying that this was for a company, something to do with it's fish. fishing. Marlins. Yeah. yeah. So like white Marlins matter. Um, naturally Cosmo was like that. The branding is still represents something else. Absolutely. And, and the verbiage is from white lives matter. It was matter. strange. Well, what she was wearing, it was like an acronym and it seemed like it was a little more like fishing gear. So she could have weird. maybe been completely naive but to the fact. there's no way. I mean, if you know you're putting something on that's white lives matter, you're, ab- you're absolutely using the rhetoric of the white lives matter movement, which is racist right. because it never existed before Black Lives Matter and no one ever said White Lives Matter. Or any lives mattered really before Right, then. but people were saying Black Lives Matter because black people were being killed, by the, killed by the Honestly, police. Honestly, I truly cannot wait for um, the Women Tell All, assuming Victoria F. doesn't win. I don't know who wins. I think it's going to be a good one. Because there's been so, every single week, a girl who you think you're going to like, something comes out on their Instagram. This week, it was also Sydney saying she used to eat lunch in the bathroom. And then someone from her high school posted all these pictures of her, like, winning homecoming queen Looking and being and really popular. popular. Oh, no. And she, like, clapped back and went crazy. So there's going to be so much of that. And Victoria specifically, um, the reality Steve said that he has never gotten more emails and negative comments and stories about a contestant in his whole life of covering The Bachelor wow. than about this girl. So I hope Chris Harrison goes in on her whenever they do that. That the sounds fun. It's been a good, it's been a, it has not been a season about love at all. There's no way Peter, the pilot, cares about any of these girls. But mm. if you're watching for a drama standpoint, it's been good. Has Peter done anything? I feel like I haven't heard anything about Peter. It's only he been about the contestants. He hurt his head. This week right. was the week he hurt his head. There was a lovely reenactment. So the most interesting recommend. thing he's done is get injured. And people, so one of the girls accused him of fueling the drama and they're absolutely right. <laughs> oh boy. Great. Well guys, thank you for joining us again for our Hot Hollywood podcast. Please don't forget to listen on Spotify and subscribe. Please make sure you like our podcast. Leave us a comment. Is there something we haven't talked about before that you're dying for us to talk about? Guess what we're going to be doing next week? It's going to be our red hotter than ever. Sizzling Valentine's Day episode. That's right. We don't care if you're not celebrating. We don't care if you are celebrating. Come join us here in the Hollywood podcast where we are every week talking about the hottest celebrity news. We'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Bye.